with uh, right off the bat is that you recently been required to think about the ways that relationships end. So six months ago, both of you meet a woman that is really nice and uh, fun to hang around with. And then your partner starts having feelings for her, um, yeah. which eventually re- leads to him thinking that he needs to go and explore that that feeling further without you. Is that how it went? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you said it so well. I don't know if I could say it in better in any words. Like, yeah, he wanted to explore his feelings for her. He couldn't say that I was the most important person in his life anymore. Okay. Like, if he if he had to choose between her and me, uh, he would choose her, even if there were no promises from her side that they would be a couple. She could promise no no future uh, with him. Um, so for me, it's like he gave up our eight years and potential children and uh, <laughs> wedding and everything, all the promises we made to each other. We are not we are not engaged or anything, but that was the plan, uh, sort of the expectation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he gave up all this just because he has feelings for a woman. Okay, that sounds really tough to go through. Yeah, it's, uh, the hardest part was to understand why he did it. And how come this smart, wonderful man makes such a illogical decision? Hmm. And have you, I know that it's been, it's been, it's a very fresh event and you know, you're, you're actively thinking about this, but um, have you gotten closer to an answer for that? Why has he done it? Yeah, I think I have gotten closer to the answer. Um, I know he had felt for a long time that his uh, feelings for me were more like towards a friend Mm -hmm. than uh, a a girlfriend. Um, And that came as no surprise to me because uh, we had it had been a struggle um, and I had been sad about him being in love with another woman such things um, yeah yeah so he had but I think that the answer is that that uh, he has not been in love with me for some time and instead of uh, saying that to me he's he uses this woman as an excuse to break up. It's like the trigger that makes him take the step to break up. Okay. If he would have like uh, had the trigger like half a year before, uh, he would have break up, breaking up earlier. So, so this woman was more of an excuse, I believe, than. Uh, the, the actual reason hmm. for breaking up. So it's almost like a convenient escape, uh, but the emotions had already been been put in force some time before you guys met met this woman. So you mentioned earlier that that one of the things that you think is happening is that he started feeling less for you, or his feelings were were going away, and you wish that he mm. said that. You wish that. He had told you this 
And I think it's, um, but I think it can be quite hard for a partner to hear it. That look, you know, I love you less today than I did yesterday. But you still would have preferred that truth um, to silence. Yes, I believe so. Since I'm a problem solver, I want to have the full problem on the table. Mm -hmm. So I prefer having the problem on the table rather than feeling strange, small feelings, not understanding what's happening. Yeah. So if I have the whole solution and the whole problem in front of me, I can easier, more easily decide, do I want to continue? Do I want to end this? But for a long while, I thought that, oh, he will come back to me. He loves this other woman, but he's so willing to fight his feelings and get back to me. And uh, I think the process would have been uh, less painful and quicker if he had been honest in an earlier state. Because mm. I've done a lot of emotional work. Like I've been, I started with being the naive uh, uh, girlfriend. I let them go to the gym together. I was like, okay, yeah, you can go for a walk and have deep conversations without me. She's just your friend. I get it. And then I started to be his psychologist. I uh, tried to make him feel accepted in the relationship, even though he has feelings for other, another woman. I said, this is completely, completely normal. Uh, anyone can have feelings for other people. Uh, it's, uh, you don't have to feel guilty about having these feelings. Mm. So I was a psychologist. I played a psychologist in one way. Okay. And, uh, uh, and then at, at some point I started to play the angry, sad girlfriend, the hurt girlfriend. And I played that role for, uh, since we're talking about roles, uh, um, I played that role for two months, approximately. Okay. So it has been like such an emotional struggle, such so much emotional work. Uh, and I think uh, I could have put that work and that time to other things. Yeah, it was taking energy away from all the other elements of your life. Yeah, yeah, ex exactly. Yeah. So, but at the same time, I don't want to be like, uh, I don't want to be like all relationships has to be time efficient. No, <laughs> it's not about, about maximizing, you know, effort and pleasure. You know. Okay, so so yeah, you mentioned like you know different roles that you took towards the end of the relationship. You said that you know yeah. you were a psychologist, and then then you became the angry girlfriend who was hurt by his actions. Um, who are you now? Now that the breakup has happened. Now that the breakup has happened, I feel relieved, mostly. I feel grief and I also feel that I can you know, look into the future, make new plans and I'm afraid of uh, what will happen, who will I be in my new life without my partner. We were like one person for many years, now I'm alone, so who am I now? 
it's uh, frightening in one way mm. and exciting. So my role in this is um, I played a role. Now I played a role of the newly become single with the goal of just having fun, trying to know myself better. Um, um, yeah, well, maybe this is a problem. I don't, there is, I think this process has been so strange and like uh, not according to the script. So I don't really know which role I'm playing. There's no word for it. Yeah, maybe you're, you're not playing anything. Maybe you're just feeling, existing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm just feeling I'm existing because I'm in some way, I'm really like, Con content about my situation mm -hmm. like I'm in a good spot right now you just said something super interesting you said um things have not gone according to the script what script mm. is this w what are you talking about here the script is the ideas of how you should behave in certain situations and I believe these ideas, they come from like pop culture. Mm -hmm. They come from our parents and they come from uh, friends that we have seen uh, go through the same things as we are to experience or have experienced. And I think the script, you use it before you have, you use the script when you are not sure about what you will experience. Mm -hmm. You have read something in a book and you're like, okay, this woman got really angry and slammed the door when the boyfriend broke up. Mm. It's important to show that you're angry when someone breaks up with you. Mm. So that's, that's a script. You have, it some, you have heard about it somewhere. And uh, you asked, why is it important? Yeah, I said it was important that you, you mentioned the scripts because I, I think, as you said, we are, most of us, you know, we, we have them um, like mm. in the back of our heads, right? They, they dominate mm. our lives. We're, some call them societal norms, you know, expectations. Mm. And uh, I think it was quite nice what you said that in a way it's also a security blanket that when you don't know what to mm. do, you know the script. So you can just act according to the script and everything will fall into place. But I think yeah. what you have done is something quite different. You've decided consciously to break the script. Uh, do you, are you comfortable to talk more about that? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, because I think breaking the script is so interesting. It's an interesting experience because if you want to break the script, you have to really know yourself and what you want to achieve in a certain situation. So I can give like a concrete example from, from me breaking the script during this breakup process. Because mm -hmm. uh, I, um, I was in my hometown when he broke up with me. Uh, yeah, because of Corona, I had to do remote work and I needed more space. I couldn't live and work in the same room as he, him, since we also had this conflict going on. Yeah. So I went to the, my hometown village to work and uh, he traveled there eight hours to meet me and to break up. And I knew he was going to break up. So I had decided that I will stay at my parents' place 
the night uh, because as I've heard and learned from other people, you have to show uh, show uh, your man that you're serious about your anger. <laughs> so you can't sleep in the same bed as someone who has just broken up with you. So uh, we went up, out for a long walk when he came. Mm-hmm. He came in the afternoon uh, and we talked and I he had a really struggle like trying to decide who he should choose. And I was like, I want you, I love you. Uh, I don't want to break up, you have to choose. And then he finally said, after like two hours of walking, he said, okay, I choose her. And it was not easy, easy to hear. It wasn't easy for him to say. And I, I cried so much, he cried. We went, we went home and I started packing my bag. He started cooking. And I was really, really hungry. We hadn't eaten for many, many hours. Uh, so I went out to the balcony, so confused, like I'm hungry. I feel so lonely. And I also feel like I should go to my parents' house now. Like, what should I do? <laughs> what should I do? And I was like, okay, I leave. I leave. I should leave. Uh, and I do it now. Yeah, you show uh, him. Show him. What- uh, yeah, I show him. I'm angry. <laughs> so, and I said to him, like, yeah, I'm, leave- I'm leaving now. And he said, oh, can't you just stay for dinner? Could you please stay for dinner? So I stayed and then I decided to stay the evening and the night. Uh, and I do not regret staying. Mm. What, what made you stay? Because, you know, like you said, the script told you to go to your parents, be assertive, be strong. And uh, then you decided to do something different. I felt on the balcony that, yeah, the thought that made me stay was that I have nothing to lose. Mm. I have nothing to lose. And I want to stay here. So I should go. Everyone says I should go. Uh, but I felt I need to stay. And I thought that I ha- yeah, I have nothing to lose. So if I stay here, we start fighting or we have sex and we regret it, whatever. Everything is already destroyed all our plans, everything for the future. So can't I just have one last night, evening with him? Mm-hmm. Um, and I totally do not regret staying. And it, it was, uh, it was like, I, I gave us time to, by staying, I gave us time to reflect together. What's the new situation? and to give us opportunity to understand what we have just experienced. And we do this together. It was something really nice about that. Yeah, it's like you allowed yourself and the two of you to mourn together, to to sit there and be like, look, something amazing has happened, which is that we found each other uh, in life. And we contributed a lot of years to each other and now that's changing so I, I think you allowed yourself to end it together which I think is quite exceptional because um, again according to norms and stuff we always end things alone mm. yeah yeah it might be we think we should grieve 
alone. We should stand the pain alone. Mm. But in this situation, we are too in the grief, in the grieving process. And uh, he, I wasn't angry at him. Um, I felt like he had really treated me with respect, which is really important. Yeah. I felt like I really trusted him because he really wanted to stay there and talk to me and take care of me when I was in, uh, in when I was feeling sad. So everything just felt so nice staying there with him. Mm. And uh, now I also think that we have continued to grieve together. Uh, we we talk about memories. We and we try to reshape our future together. Like who are we now, and what is what has actually happened when we say that we break up. So when when we talk about roles in a relationship, mm-hmm. uh, it's um, you think that a girlfriend boyfriend it's something that is something concrete, it's, um, it's a certain definition and it's either on or it's off. So it's a role, you have the role and then the role ends. And uh, then the relationship stops to exist. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's, there's only one level of relationship between these two people. So like, the future roles of husband and wife, that role has ended between me and my partner. But it feels like we have, we still have one level of friendship left. Like we're, we like shifted, shifted levels from being a couple to being friends. So by being like role aware, we can also shift focus. We can shift ways of being together. Hmm. I love that role aware. Uh, it's it's a really really good expression, and I I think um, from the sound of it, it sounds like you have given yourself more freedom than uh, in a conventional breakup, if there is such a thing as a conventional breakup. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this was my first one. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I don't know how people do it how people break up. But I know uh, how people break up in the movies. And I know what people have said to me uh, when I uh, was dumped. Yeah, how is, how is society reacting to your reaction? I'm very interested to know, you know, how, what are people thinking about, about your way of looking at it? <laughs> it's so interesting how people react. Um, People are so kind and supportive. And I feel like a new person because I get so much confirmation and people say that I'm a great person and everything. And I've got the opportunity to tell people how much I love them. And it has strengthened my relationship to other people and their to me, the relationship to me as well. Um, but like how they have reacted to like the event of the breakup. I'm very clearly in the position of a victim to a breakup. Okay. Since he ha- has left me for another woman, I'm the victim 
And yes, I am in many ways. I wanted to continue. He lied to me and he left me for another woman that's younger and more beautiful than me. Oh, it's like a really sad story in, in one way. Uh, and also people have said that, uh, that uh, I would never let my husband go to the gym with a single woman. I would never let my man be friends with uh, a woman that is single. Because husbands, boyfriends are there to be controlled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, is that so? I don't know. It's not my philosophy. And I think it's so strange that people say like this, that men has to be controlled. And that like by having these strict rules, you can trust each other. Mm -hmm. Like you prevent men from meeting beautiful single woman. Thus, you prevent men from cheating. And you protect your marriage. <laughs> I would never like to live in that kind of a relationship. What do you say? Yeah, no, I I could talk about this forever, but I, I I think that control, if anything, is the biggest construct of them all. Mm. You know. Yeah. This is this is the modern day fairy tale that we all believe in, but that actually doesn't exist. So by telling your husband that they can never see any beautiful women you think that you are in control but in fact uh you're you're just putting the first threads in for a bomb that might explode not now not in five years not in 10 years maybe in 50 years maybe never you're right uh, but again it's never going to be you who decides if your husband cheats it will be your husband mm, yeah that's so true and I think that like the opposite philosophy is better that uh, both par parties have responsibility for expressing their emotions and uh, letting the other person know what they think and need all the time mm -hmm. or most of the time. So you both give, you give each other the sense of control over the relationship by trusting each other. And in that way, you can also live with that your partner has cheated on you if you know why they did it and you know that they won't do it again or that they are really sad about it and that you know the reasons behind it. I don't know. I see like if a man has feelings for another woman, it's something about his needs. Uh, it's not a threat. He feels something. He needs something. And he might not be able to express it in other ways than falling in love with someone else. Like falling in love is, uh, can also be an escape mm. from dealing with problems. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's, that's the challenge that we have is that if we're not sure of what our problems are, then they tend to come out in mysterious ways, you know, and in the sense that then you start ha displaying these weird behaviors uh, you have secondary symptoms to a problem that might be a lot more deeply rooted. Um, but I, yes, I, I think people don't want to hear this story because then they, they feel like we are sympathizing too much with the monster, right? Like in your story, mm. we have the victim and we have the monster. And it's mm. very clear people love a, 
a simple character. And then, you know, if we're going to say that, hey, hold on, let's, uh, let's try to understand why the monster became a monster, then it's very upsetting for, for society. Mm, yeah, because uh, there are some things that are really bad, some things that are good according to the norms and our understandings of norms. Mm. And, and how do you feel about people seeing you as the victim? Does that fit who you feel like you are? I've experienced it being really positive in many ways that uh, I get confirmed that I have done nothing wrong and uh, that I have not been treated fairly. That support I need when I am sad and hurt, uh, sad and hurt, and that's like in the start of when you you have recently uh, been dumped, you are so sad and your body is like responding uh, in strange ways. I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep, I couldn't work. It was like my body was. Uh, in my body was traumatized mm. so in that part of the grieving process you really need all the support you can have you need to just push your, yourself through it you need support for it and then afterwards comes the reflection phase like okay what did actually happen do i think it was right or wrong uh what's good was it good for me that we broke up in any way um what are my options now how will the future look like? How do I want it to look like? And uh, then it's so important that you also talk to people who, who can think more broadly about things. And uh, also can help you to see your old relationship in new ways and uh, help you see how you yourself has uh, kind of uh, contributed to the problems that evolved such things. Like I, I can see that many of my, my complexes or my way of looking at our relationship was part of the problem. I felt, uh, I felt that he was the perfect person. I felt that he was, uh, I think I compared myself to him and how he has had uh, succeeded in his career his salary uh, and how he was to other people. Yeah, I wasn't myself all the time with him because I compared myself too much to him mm. and uh, felt bad about myself for, for not uh, being in the same stage of career as he was, uh, for, not, uh, uh, for not being the, <laughs> the perfect girlfriend for his future. Uh, so I can also like see all these things and it, I think it's important to to understand the whole story so at some point you need to always also take responsibility for the situation I think for my in my situation it was like this I this is not true for for all breakups but in this breakup where he ha hasn't treated me badly in any way uh, he fell in love with another woman he said it to me I got sad. I need to move on. There are no we have we have no kids, so there there's so there's not so much trouble that comes out of this. It's more like I need to 
reset my feelings and my future plans. Hmm. So like now being a victim now doesn't help me to to move on. Yeah, you don't you don't sound like a victim at all. I I think it's um it feels like I'm listening to someone who is um extremely mature and um being an adult about something that you know tends to turn us into children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I actually I felt like a child also. I also tried acting as a child, talking about roles. My ex, so my ex, he's very controlled. He doesn't have like show strong emotions. He never acts in, a, in affection. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I, I tried to call this woman that he, he loves. I try, tried to call her by ugly names. I told her like a bad friend, She's a cheater. She's a liar. She's uh, she's naive. She's so childish. I, I call them like ugly, bad things. Not too ugly. I, I never called her a slut or anything. Yeah. I tried to act like a child just to see how he reacted. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, like talking about roles. Like, yeah. How do you act? And I believe that you need to act like a child in some situations just to see what happens. Uh, But then what I got out of it was that by acting as a child and calling her by ugly names, I saw that he protected her. So when I said, oh, she's a bad friend, she's a liar, uh, she she like meets you behind my back. Uh, She meets me just to so that she can get you. She has lied to me all the time, whatever I said. So then he started to say that, no, that's not true. Don't say that about her. Stop it. This does, talking about her like this will not help the process. Uh, it w- will not help us solve the problem. So, so like kind of acting in affection uh, in a controlled way, I could also like get him to, to show where where his uh well who he protects who is he um where his loyalties lie yeah he showed me where his loyalty was and that that's when i realized like hey this is a big problem this is a really big problem that he protects her he doesn't protect me he protects her it's not like yeah i understand that you're so angry with her you're angry at her i understand you so well yeah she's how can she act like like that? No, like, how can you say that about her? Mm-hmm. So it, it reveals something. Yeah, yeah, it can have a purpose, right? Um, yeah. But still, that's a, that's a heartbreaking moment because, you know, you're, you, you pick that role, I think, with um, the expectation that the conversation would end differently. You're going to mm, yeah. call her out and then he will join you. And both of you will agree that uh, she's not being a very good friend. But instead, mm. he turned against you. Uh, mm. And then, you know, it, it didn't quite go as planned. No, it was so horrible. This process has been so long. And there has been so much respect all the time from both sides. So 
it gives you also the space to to uh, you know be in touch with your emotions yeah so i feel that is it important to have control during a breakup and how do you maintain control so at least i have this idea about feelings and uh, solving relationship crisis that if you know your feelings well enough and you know um, what you need you can you can act on your emotions before they get out of control as you all, like you said like uh, if you quiet things down in a relationship they will you know blow as a grenade after some time so i also be- believe that if if you know like you can feel in your belly like okay i start to feel jealous so if you just take that emotion and you you act on it before it becomes too strong uh, then the emotion won't get control over you mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah absolutely i think so i think that the worst the ugliest sides of humanity come out when someone has been pushing something inside them deep in and not releasing so i i agree but it's um i think the the challenge that most of us mm-hmm. face is um identifying that moment it's not that we don't mm-hmm. want to share our emotions and act on them and diffuse them before they're too big is that it's very hard to be like aha right now i'm feeling vulnerable afraid and jealous you know <laughs> now i need to express it <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah i hope your listeners <laughs> your listeners will get like uh, feel bad about themselves for being emotional i don't mean that it's uh, that it can be so easy to solve our, uh, solve problems. Uh, in my particular situation with this particular man, I and this or this particular person, I thought it was this process has worked well because we are who we are. We are both quite well self-controlled and we have talked about these things so much. So it's not a problem for us to continue doing the same thing. Yes, absolutely. I don't I don't think I'm not I don't think anyone thinks it's easy, but I think like you said, you practiced mm-hmm. identifying emotions and speaking about them for years together. So you have a, a kind of a legacy, you know, you have something that you have learned as a couple and as individuals. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's uh, really good actually that we did that. Like yeah, it might has been led to the end of our relationship, like that we know each other, <laughs> each other and ourselves not too well. Uh, it has also made us capable of dealing with a breakup in a, um, an adult way, I think. Or maybe I just didn't love him. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is, is it like, is, should I be angry? Should I be sad? Should I be super jealous? Should I? Why am I not all these things? Didn't I just, I didn't maybe love him en- enough to be all these things. But I think also that's that's some stupid norm. There was a couple of people who said like, 
oh why are you not angry you sound are you suppressing your feelings mm. um and i don't know maybe i am maybe i'm not but i don't feel like i'm suppressing anything and i think that's that's your biggest measure your biggest meter right now is just what you're feeling like we said right now you're not in a role you're existing and uh, maybe tomorrow you're suppressing something but you know all mm, you have is yeah. the moment yeah that's true to be i have this uh, i read this thing about emotions emotions talk to us they're not to be controlled so they express different things like anger express now you need to say no now you know, need to show like p- protect your integrity um and then we have sadness it's sadness is about you being hurt something is taken away from you someone is doing something bad to you and then we have grief something you feel when you have lost something you need to understand you have lost it you need to reorientate and then happiness things that are good for you worry is uh, worry is about uh, uh, attention you need to pay attention something might happen so i think that when i since i don't have like anger sadness and or worry it means that i'm in a good spot right now like i don't my body doesn't need to protect itself it doesn't need to say no there's nothing to protect anymore the only thing that's left is grief i grieve my old life i grieve my my apartment that i need to move from i i grieve like our parties that we used to have um and i grieve having a partner that i uh like can count on count on all the time yeah that's a strong one i think grief is uh is a big emotion that requires space and it's amazing that you are giving it to yourself the space you need you're so kind and nice (laughs) 